would be good if I unmuted my mic, right? All right, let's see. Nope, y'all can't even hear me. Wait a minute. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, okay. Let me figure out life over here. Boom. All right, what's going on, everybody? Y'all know I do my own sound check, one, two, one, two, okay? So this is what happens when you're your own sound person. You got to make sure everything is up and running right. Oh, wait, I'm still alive. Oh, oh, my bad. Anyway, listen, we got somewhat of a little heavy topic tonight that I really wanted to discuss because I'm finding that um, there's a lot of misconceptions going on about what is really and truly considered rape and what is not, right? And a lot of these misconceptions are being... Um, brought about due to modern day culture, right? Um, I believe that for some odd reason within today's culture, hey, Nakata, thank you, girl. Um, I, I believe that for some odd reason within today's culture, we have blurred the lines of consent, right? And part of why I really and truly wanted to um, discuss this was with regards to certain videos that I keep seeing floating around the internet, um, certain conversations that I've been having um, with various different people, men and women alike, and then also based on my own personal experience as well, right? And one of the things that when I created um, the topic for today and when I thought about it even prior to then and, you know, getting a flyer made, I said, there are some questions I think that we need to begin to ask ourselves um, 
and become more cognizant or become more aware of, right? Number one question, what exactly is consent? What does it mean when a person consents to do something or if a person feels as if they are obligated to do something because there could be an adverse effect thereafter if they don't, right? We have to be very careful when we are saying a person consented to something or did they consent due to other factors, right? Can a person that is intoxicated legally consent or either a person that is under the influence of drugs or alcohol, can they actually legally consent to having sex? What exactly does no mean to you? Because I know what no means to me, but there seems to be a blurred line of no, meaning a person can tell you no, but then through time or whatever, you can convince them into a yes. What exactly does no mean? And the second part of that, which I kind of alluded to right now is if a person does say no, does that mean you continue to apply pressure to get them to say yes? Because is it really and truly they're saying yes? Or are they saying yes because they now feel obligated to do something because you've applied pressure? Does music as a whole promote or incite a culture of rape? Is anyone entitled to anyone's body based on things in which they have done for the person? Money, trips, gifts, whatever the case may be. Is there a such thing as a person being entitled to your body because they've done those things? Are we truly just blurring the lines of consensual sex? And based on the individual state in which you live in, are there rules, are there laws, and do you know the laws for what is considered uh, rape and what is not? And I ask all of those questions because I think that sometimes we have to begin to ask ourselves these things on a daily basis as we begin to um, date and relate with people, right? I think a lot of times what we're not doing is we're not asking the right questions and we're not driving out the desired outcomes because we, we don't know. Right. And part of this, as I said, is related to, and I'm about to play another one of these videos that just truly works my whole good nerve because I do not understand why anyone feels entitled to anyone's body. Let's roll the tape. Let me see, is it this one? Yeah. Let me explain to y'all. Let me let me explain to y'all the story. I flew this way from up Indiana. You know what I'm saying? Been talking to her on Instagram for months. You feel me? I just spent damn near five G's on this. She talking about she don't want nobody to touch her. Man, you got me up. You mean well you can leave. First of all, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm Man. First, she told me she don't even fly spirit, right? Tell me she don't fly spirit. No. Like, like, she, like, okay, so I get her mother. So I get her mother. Delta. That's damn near six, seven hundred last minute, right? Okay. So plus her bags, check in, all that shit. We go get her the Uber, all that shit. Then I'm damn near at two G's already. So we get here. First night, I'm being, a, I'm being a whole gentleman. I've been a whole gentleman. Have you not? Have I not been a gentleman to you, though? 
Because if I'm not doing anything. But you should have knew what it was if I fing flew you out here, though. I don't have I don't want Why come out here then? What do you mean? So, y'all, this is the Instagram model. You know what? I ain't gonna even be no petty ass. Put your name on there like that. Okay, so why the would you come halfway across the country knowing you didn't want to on that? You though. I ain't say you did. You know what it was, though. You know what it was. You want to spend money. That's I spent fucking five G's on you. What are you talking about? That's what you five G's. You what are you talking about? So look, she did it. Hold on, let me talk. Shut up. Shut up. Did we? So we're about to go eat, right? So shorty tomorrow, she hungry. So shorty, call him. Call him. Call him. Pack all this shit. I'll help you. I'll help you leave. Pack all this bump shit up. Pack all this shit. Pack all that shit up. It's not even about the. It's not even about. It's really about the money because it ain't about nothing you feel me can't about nothing so listen we get off the fight let me tell the story we get off the fight so i'm like uh you know that we went back to the room she like i'm hungry i'm all right well let's go to a little restaurant or something you know i'm trying to get her something to eat she's like oh no i only eat the best i want some crab legs that's another so we go to the restaurant i spent damn there ordering steak motherfucking crab legs the most i'm buying all that shit though being a pure gentleman you know what i'm saying being a pure being a real so I spent damn near five G's on this shit already. Who oh, you want to get to leave? Yeah, you can go. Yes, I'll help you. Pack this shit up. You can get the all out. Get all your shit. Pack all it. It's already packed. Yes. Tell him how much money I spent, though. Tell him how much money I spent. Uh, I can get some. It ain't, it ain't enough for me to call. I got another coming through. I got another coming through. I got another coming through. So you can leave. You can get the out. Get your shit. Get your shit. Been here two days. Two days talking about all my money touching me. Ain't no her period. None of that. None of that. Put your shoes on. Ain't on her period. Nothing. What you do? You gonna work me? She gonna beat me up? Please, come on now. Get your goofy ass out of here. You all the way up. All right. you better chill. You know something? They don't really get on your ass for that. Can you get the out? Can you get the out? Can you get the? I can get my way any day, baby. This that money, nothing, baby. I hope that five G's was worth it. Okay. Wait, man. You look at him. Put your Instagram on here, y'all. We keep talking. I'm gonna tell everybody what your Instagram is. Yes, please leave. Get the out. Bye. 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 Get back home. Catch y'all at Uber. Where you going? You don't even know where you're going. Don't worry about where I'm going. Don't worry about where I'm going. Okay. Bye. Don't worry about All right. So. Y'all don't watch that whole thing. Those of you that just watched it. Um, I really, like, we keep seeing videos like this being played um, throughout social media. We keep seeing um, this 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 level of interaction that uh, is being displayed. I played, an, I played another video maybe a week or so ago. I said, I don't know if this is the parody or not. I don't know if this is real or not, but this is what's happening and it was another situation with a woman who, you know, dude flew her out to his location and she did not want to have sex with him. And I'm more than likely I'm shocked. Sometimes I'm not even that shocked. I'm just appalled at the reaction that I see both from men and women alike. Right. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it's as if we have bought into this culture that says that a woman is obligated to give of herself due to a man doing something for her or that the expectation that a woman should give of herself because if a man does anything for her, i.e. fly her out somewhere, take her on a trip, 
that it is automatically she should know that she has to have sex with a man. I do not know why we have bought into that lie. I don't know why we have bought into that culture that says that that is okay. I don't know why we have bought even into the concept that anyone is obligated to do anything for a person. And the reason why I'm, I'm bringing this up because when you think of rape as a social construct, it's very different. I'm not talking about the psychology of a of, 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 of rape, the, the psychological mind of a rapist, the dominance and all that stuff over a woman. I'm literally talking about when you think about rape as a social construct, what are the uh, environmental, the societal elements that are promoting a culture that says that this is okay? And one of the things what it says is Rape as a social construct, rape is created in the context of eroticization, male dominance, and female subordination, right? So it's like within our social construct, our social makeup, for some reason, we are becoming okay with saying that the man is more dominant and the female is more of a subordinate to that male. So therefore, if he does anything for her, then she is obligated to give him what he wants. I don't understand for the life of me why we have made such a thought process the norm because I keep seeing it across all these social media between Instagram, between Facebook, between all this stuff. We have literally... You see it even with some of these young kids with the way in which they act towards women. I don't think that if, if I was a mother and I had a son and if I saw my son was running through multiple women, I would then have to question my ability, number one, of a, of, of, of a woman and as a mother that I would sit back and watch my child act in such a way as if that's the norm. Because we have normalized some very dangerous behaviors, even in children, even in little girls, even in little boys, that cultivates this, 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 this societal norm that a woman is obligated to do whatever because this is what the man is expecting of me. And especially when it comes down to whether or not you are obligated to have sex. And I think that we have entered into a dangerous time now where we are basically telling women that if you accept anything from a man, then you better be ready to put out, okay? And that in and out of itself is, is, is wrong, okay? And then on top of that, we're teaching something that's wrong and then we're calling other women stupid and we're telling them they should have known better than to accept anything from a man because this is what is expected. Let's get into some things as it relates to what are some influencing factors as far as rape is concerned. Alcohol and drug use, a complete lack of concern for others, aggressive behaviors and acceptance of violent behaviors, 
early sexual initiation, coercive sexual fantasies, a preference for impersonal sex and sexual risk-taking, and then exposure to sexually explicit media. There are a lot of things that we see on TV. There are a lot of things that we have uh, um, um, encountered within our own personal being. And there are a lot of things that we are introduced to at an early age. Let me say this. A lot of times, especially single mothers, y'all think y'all sons don't hear you entertaining men in your bedrooms and they do. And then you wonder why they then turn into a, a hypersexual being but it's because of what they've been introduced to as, at an early age. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel that social media is the problem. I feel that what I'm discussing is what's actually being spread throughout social media because social media isn't the problem. All social media is, is individual opinions. So therefore, if I am on social media and I'm giving my individual opinion, but my individual opinion is actually toxic and promotes a culture of rape, then therefore the tool that is being used, which is called social media, is now a weapon against general culture and society as a whole. And a lot of this is being, like I just said, a lot of this is coming and stemming from childhood and what children are actually being exposed to earlier what children are actually being taught at an early age. Because see, what I'm not understanding is you have all these people screaming about um, the LGBTQIA plus agenda, right? But I don't hear anybody screaming about this toxic masculinity that has been birthed out, that is being birthed out into our society, into really and truly telling a man that he is entitled to a woman's body if that woman accepts anything from him. Now we have another type of situation because to me that 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 that's re reflective of a culture of rape because at the end of the day for anyone to feel entitled to anything based on something that they chose to do you're already part of that culture. And, and, and I don't care who gets offended by it. If you being a man or a woman and you expect anyone to have sex with you because of things you've done, you're already part of the culture of rape. Why? Because that culture says that you are entitled to something that is not rightfully yours. You're not entitled to anybody's body. No one's entitled to someone's body. No one is entitled to someone's privacy. No one is entitled to any of that. But this culture is teaching that there is an entitlement to receive payment by way of sex because you decided to fly somebody somewhere. You decided to buy somebody something. Now, there is another part, okay, of this level of entitlement. And that comes from a culture that says that when you know someone is intoxicated or under the influence of whatever drug, whatever drug it is. Because see, we when us growing up, we grew up under 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 a culture where everybody was popping e-pills, right? We we all knew it. Everybody was popping e-pills. E was known 
as this, you know, the, some form of a freaking aphrodisiac type thing where, oh, snap, if you pop this e-pill, you can go all night, you'll do crazy freaky things, all this other extra stuff, right? And you had this culture going of everyone being, you know, drunk in love or high on E and doing a whole lot of different things. Now, what we're seeing right now, a little bit of is a backlash of that culture that was being birthed out because it was a culture of rape. It was basically saying, oh, okay, well, listen, you could do some real freaky things if you get high off this E, if you sit up here and sip with me, all this other extra stuff. And now your, 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 your inhibitions are much lower. You're more receptive of a lot of things. And what's happening now is we're getting a backlash of that where you now have women saying that they were raped 20 years later, why? Because they were intoxicated or because they were drugged, they were under the influence of a drug and they could not legally consent. I do not think we fully understand that the law is, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little gray, but it's still relevant. If a person cannot, if a person is not of sober mind, and that does not mean just one drink, right? It's not saying like, oh, she had one drink or he had one drink, so therefore he could not consent. No. What has to be determined by law, by the state law, I'm only referring to New Jersey state law. I'm not referring to any other state. But by law, what has to be proven is that the person was over the limit of being intoxicated to the point where they could not legally consent. And a lot of times when that happens, is when that woman wakes up the next day and she or she or he cannot remember what the hell happened. They don't remember even the act of. Could a person file charges of, of sexual assault? Yes, they can. You want to know why? Because at the end of the day, that person in 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 now the responsible party, whomever the responsible party is, man or woman, if you know that a person is under some level of influence, really and truly, if when they were sober, they wouldn't entertain you, why the heck do you think if while they're intoxicated or under the influence of any type of a drug that they would entertain you, right? And th this is where common sense and common decency comes into play. But when you are raised under this culture of rape that basically says, well, she said yes. Well, she let me. Well, yeah, I know she was drunk or I know he was drunk, but I mean, it seemed like they was with it at the time. How is that possible? It, you know, it literally falls under the onus of the other person to maintain that level of control of even their own self. When you know a person is under the influence and they cannot in their right mind consent. Now, are these cases a little bit harder to prove? Yes. You want to know why? Because without you knowing, you know, your, the, 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 the level of, of, of how much alcohol the person actually had in their system at the time, it is a little bit harder to prove. But if a person really wanted to file sexual assault charges against anyone, yeah, you can. And I think that a lot of this has to do with the fact that for some odd reason, we have lost our judgment 
we have lost our ability to care for another person because now we're in an overly sexualized society where, I mean, I could, and, and this is no lie. It literally just happened to me. Like a person, I was asking a person for help for something and they're like, oh, here, just go look over here and I'll show you. And do literally like got behind me. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Right. You just said you were supposed to show me something. Why the hell are you getting behind me? Because I'm bent over trying to fix whatever the hell you just said you were showing me. Right. And now me legally could say that he touched me inappropriately because I didn't want his belly on my back. Truth be told. But it's become some some form of a norm that we think that that's okay. That we think that it's okay for anyone to touch or grope anyone and they didn't and they didn't ask for it right let's look at this video because i pulled this one down off of online today too this one is irv Gotti, and I, I i i i honestly find him highly repulsive at this point like repulsive but you know this is the culture of rape and it shines he's coming to the studio every day and our friendship and bond is is naturally grown. And she used to wear these juicy sweats and her ass was looking fat. Her ass was looking great. Oh my god, he's such a pearl. I was like, yo, I'll take you home. She said, Bet, cool. I walk into a front door of a crib. She turns to say goodbye. And I just kiss it and grab her ass. What? Oh my God. It was like, what took you so long? This. <laughs> and we think that's normal. Like, we really think that that's normal. Okay. I offered, we was in the studio. I offered to take her home. All right. So I walk her to a door. She turns to tell me bye. So I grab her, kiss her, and grab her ass. What? That's normal? That's okay? But we've made this crap normal because... In any any other circumstance, when it when it comes when it comes down to some of this stuff, we'll be like, oh, well, I didn't mind it. It was okay. I mean, you know, this is that's just what he did. No, this stuff is sick. Like it really is sick. And we've turned things that are sick into something that is supposed to be normal. And none of this stuff is normal. All of this stuff breeds, it literally breeds like a, a culture of rape that we are literally sitting here and saying that this crap is just okay. Like as if there isn't something really wrong with what we are experiencing. Like there is like there's there, there, like something isn't really wrong with what is going on. What do you say? Sorry, I gotta read, I gotta read your comments and do this at the same time. Uh, the boy that does it as a simp, he may have influence coming from outside the home, but his behavior falls on whoever raised them or let, uh, or let, uh, himself be exposed to, but you know what? 
And I agree with that at the end of the day, because a lot of this is coming, coming up with how we rear our children. Now, I'm not saying that at the end of the day, parents are a hundred thousand percent to blame for a lot of what's transpiring and a lot of what's happening, right? Because sometimes you could raise your child to be the best person they can be and they could just turn out to be a real effed up individual, right? Because the, that's the path in which they, they chose to follow, right? But at the same time, at what point do we begin to correct behaviors that we see at an early age? There's some, there, there has to be some level of correction that goes, you know, because at the end of the day, you just can't let your child be running around here all willy nilly. And this goes for boys and girls. When you see that your daughters are highly promiscuous and you see boy after boy after boy after boy, and, and there's no real stability there. Like at a certain point in time, at what point will you bring your young child in and say, honey, what is going on? What is it that we need to discuss? Because I feel the same I feel the same way about boys. What's going on that you keep running through all these women? Because they all can't be the problem. One of the, Part of the problem got to be you. What's happening here? Because I think that you need to, you, you, you need to be able to have real honest conversations with children because nowadays they are exposed to a whole lot more. Us growing up, you know, we had TLC wearing condoms telling us, you know, practice safe sex and stuff. You know what I'm saying? We had Mary J. Blige telling us she's looking for a real love. You know what I'm saying? She was searching high and low. You know, we had Casey and JoJo and Joe seen all them letting us know, you know, come and talk to me. I really want to. You know, we had that type of stuff going, you know, you know, uh, now we also had the flip side of it. We definitely had R, but at that time we didn't know he was singing the little girls. We, we well, I mean, we did and didn't all at the same time, but you know what I'm saying? Like we had a certain level of structure nowadays. I don't know what's happening. It's as if that structure has completely like, I don't know, exited stage left. It is gone. The structure is no longer there. And it, it's kind of like everything goes. When I looked at and I saw some of the videos from early, from what what was that? It was Memorial Weekend and the kids took over what down near Long Branch and you see all them young kids. They were 15, 16, 17 years old. The way they was dancing and humping all over each other. The dudes was just like literally like bang 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 bang. And I'm sitting there and I'm like and I'm watching these videos and I'm saying but we made all of this okay because that's what they see in these videos. That's what they see on the TV screen. That's what they see as far as, you know, people dancing. Back when we were growing up, yeah, did we whine? We absolutely did whine. You know, did things get a little sensual? Yeah, they got they got sensual. But what you more than likely did not see outside of probably going to a real um, reggae concert, you did not you did not see women practically being sexed on stage. That has become a norm now. Shout out to Tiana Taylor, but when you go to her shows, that's that's that it's like a sex capade that's going on, and you're looking at it with two women, and everybody's thinking of how beautiful it is. But is that not over sexualization with two women? But we've made this stuff okay. These are the things in which we've made okay, and that's the problem. And that's what I think that the lines have become blurred when it comes down to consent because. When we think about consent, right? Consent basically says that it is an agreement between two parties, two people to engage in sexual activity. Consent is supposed to be clear and it's supposed to be freely communicated. That's consent. A verbal and affirmative expression of consent can help both people know whether or not 
everyone is respecting each other's boundaries, right? That's consent. What the hell is happening today is not consent. It's more like force. Oh, if I if I flew I flew you out, I spent this much money on you, and I spent you trying to tell me you ain't trying to give up no buns, you ain't trying to give up that ass. Why do you feel entitled to my ass because you spent money? That level of entitlement, no one should feel entitled to that. Why do you feel entitled to anything of, of, of mine because you spent money? And the flip side, because there are some women that are literally flying men out, and they men have men go through the same thing. Men go through the same thing that some of these women are going through because now you got women. Well, I flew you out here. So what did you think I flew you out here for? Well, what you need to do is express your express your wants, your needs, and your expectations prior to flying anybody anywhere so that everybody can have a conversation to know what the actual boundary is, what a person is consenting to, and what they're not consenting to. And But to automatically say that a person is consenting because they've accepted from you is a whole lie. And then... We also have to understand just because I spoke about it beforehand doesn't mean that when I get there and I get in your presence, that means that I'm going to feel that same level of connection to even want to do anything with you. So I am free to change my mind if I so choose. For some reason, we really think that people can can say yes and then can't say no, even if they had the conversation beforehand, like as if they're obligated to stick to one way of thought. Anyone can change their mind. I, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I changed my mind. Sorry. I thought I was going to want to, but now I don't want to. So now what's up? We going back to airports? Cause let's do it now. Cause we, um, we don't, we don't even need to do this. And I think that's what we have to do. And I think another thing that we have to do, sometimes you have to reassure a person that you're still respecting their boundaries, begin to have open communication with the person and say, do you mind if I hold your hand and not just take somebody's hand? Do you mind if I give you a kiss and not just attempt to, you know, put your lips on top of a person. You know what I'm saying? Like we do not know how to respect boundaries and we do not know how to periodically check in with a person and make sure, is this still okay? Are you okay with me doing X, Y, and Z? If you ain't okay with it, respect it. You know? That's all I'm trying to tell the people. You know what I'm saying? And what we also have to understand, okay, is, is this. Sorry to burst some of y'all bubbles. I already said this, but I'm going to say this again. A person that is incapacitated due to drugs or alcohol, pressuring that person into sexual activity by using anything, fear, some level of intimidation, whatever it is, that is not consent. If a person felt that they needed to give in to you because they feared an adverse effect of it, that is not consent. That is non-consensual sex, whether you fully understand it or not. Okay. And that goes for some of y'all that like to fly people out, go on weekend vacations, whatever the case may be, wherever you're going. And you know, they tell you, no, I didn't really, I didn't come here for that. No, that's not what I want to do. And then you keep touching and you keep rubbing and you keep touching and you keep rubbing and they tell you, no, that's not what I came here for. And you keep touching and you keep, 
you don't know what's going on in that person's mind to make them think, well, you know what? Maybe I just need to give into this person because if I don't, they're already not respecting my no. So if I don't just do it, will they just take it? It's rape and it's a culture of rape and we need to stop. If a woman first tells you no, the very next thing you need to do is say, you know what? I respect your boundary. Thank you for being able to express your no to me and keep it moving. Same thing, ladies. If a man tells you no, you need to tell him I respect your boundaries. Thank you for allowing me whatever, whatever. Lay there. Hmm. That's wrong with half of y'all anyway. You don't even know how to lay in a person's presence and just enjoy the aura of their presence, okay? Just because you laying in a bed with a person doesn't necessarily mean that you got to be rubbing and touching and feeling all up over them. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and on top of that, making any type of sexual innuendo, sexual co comment towards a woman whom is, has not even remotely given you the inkling, I can't tell you, man, listen some of y'all get downright disrespectful some of y'all get downright some some and some of it it's just outright real f boyish and some of y'all be grown as all ever and the thing the things that as a bartender the things in which i hear it is atrocious the way some of y'all interact with with especially female bartenders Okay, because it's okay. It's it's no one saying that you can't admire a woman's beauty because you can. You can definitely admire a woman's beauty. You know what I'm saying? You could tell the woman she is beautiful. There is nothing wrong with that. But when you literally look at a woman's face and be like, I could just taste you right now. I'm sure you just taste so good. Who the hell are you talking to, first and foremost? And you're creepy. That's like real creepish. But a lot of people do that. And women, some of y'all, y'all do it to men too. Y'all do it. Oh, you just look like so-and-so. Oh, I could just suck you right now. What? You're a creep. You're right, Tanisha. Men are definitely shocked about um, how many women have been raped and or sexually assaulted. You're right. Hell, I've been sexually assaulted a few times. Hmm. In that same type scenario, okay, being around people you think you trust, people act like they 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 want what's best for you, and next thing you know, they don't. Hmm. And it's a shame because at the end of the day, you know, if 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 a person trusts you within their personal space, you should respect that. And not attempt to take advantage of them in their personal space. That's that, that, that one of the hardest things a person has to cope with is being taken advantage of in their personal space because they no longer feel safe in their personal space. So then they have to deal with that. It's a safety issue. And then every time that person sees you, they already know how they view you because you 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 are no longer a safe place. Is that is that how we want to be viewed? Because we've allowed this culture of rape to 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 literally take over. It's a culture thing. It's a cult because it rape looks like something. It looks like male dominance. It looks like even female dominance. Because guess what? Anyone that attempts to be to 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 take an aggressive action 
over another person, that's your dominance. Hence the reason why people that attempt to be highly dominant with me, I fall completely away from. I don't have the time, nor the place, nor the energy to speak to you. If you get overly aggressive, I'm not talking to you. I don't want to talk to you. Go get overly aggressive with someone that wants to reciprocate that level of energy with you, but don't do that crap to me. Uh -uh. You're right, Tanisha. The most common um, rape is date rape. And that's the point at the end of the day. And it's because, you know, it's someone whom you would typically feel comfortable with, but now they've taken advantage of your level of com comfort. You know what I'm saying? And hell, when 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 the sexual assault happened with me, I wasn't even dating the person. I told the person I didn't even want to date them. If I tell you I didn't want to date you sober, what the hell made you think I want to sleep with you? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, a lot of times people come in the guise and in the place of, oh, I just want to make sure you're safe. I just want to make sure you're this. I want to make sure you're that, blah, 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 blah. And you thinking one thing and they already got a whole nother agenda in their head. Dude was like, well, I, I, well, I just, I, well, I, I thought you, I thought you was into me. I said, I told you how many times that I would never entertain you. So how the hell did you even think that? Where did that even come from? That level of thought. If while sober on numerous occasions, I already communicated and made very clear I would never date you. Why the hell, while intoxicated, knowing I was intoxicated, saying you're intoxicated, I just want to make sure you get home safe, and then you do that? How does that make sense? Because it's a culture. And then look at me and tell me, well, you shouldn't drink so much. No. If you come to me in the guise of being a friend and saying that I just want to make sure you're safe, well, how the hell are you making sure a person is safe? And then you tell me, you did tell me no at first. You did do that. Then what happened? Well, I just kept trying. Well, what the And it's the worst feeling ever when you wake up and you don't remember what the hell happened to you. Because guess what? To this day, I still don't remember. Mm -hmm. All I know is I was taken advantage of by a person that said they were a friend and trying to make sure I was safe. So now they done took away my safety. Now what? But that's what people don't understand. You don't realize it because it's a culture. Because the culture tells you that even if she's inebriated and she says, no, I can still play with her. I can still get her in the mood. I can still do X, Y, and Z to her because she's going to she, she's gonna let her guard down and she's going to let me do whatever it is that I want to do. Because somehow, some way, we've made this crap okay. Because we've made the culture of rape okay. We've made it okay for anyone to think that they are entitled to a body. 
And I'm sorry, I don't give a damn who you are. You are not entitled to anybody's body. You're not, regardless of what you've done for them, regardless of what they've done for you, regardless of any of that, you're not entitled to the body of anyone. Some of y'all need to go back to integrity class and learn integrity and learn how to get some damn character. And you're right, Tanisha, this is this part of the reason why I'm discussing this tonight. And there more than likely will be a part two to this. Part of the reason why I'm discussing it is because it's happening too much in our society. And it's not just happening to us women, it's happening to men as well. I read something, hold up, let me see if I can pull it up. Because I was like, you know, we, we don't necessarily talk about men getting raped, right? A lot of the times we talk about women, right? So it says like on average, there are 463,634 victims aged 12 or over of rape and sexual assault each year in the United States, right? Each year in the United States, that, 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 is, that is the record. And then you have, it says, millions of men in the United States have been victim of rape. Now let's understand, this is what we report because a lot of men do not report when they have actually been raped, right? But it says one out of every 10 rape victims are male. One out of every 10. About 3% of American men or one in 33 have experienced an attempted or completed rape in their lifetime. This is what's been reported, okay? And these are the things that we do not like to address. As of 1998, 2.78 million men in the U.S. had been victims of attempted or completed rape. Men. As of 1998, an estimated 17.7 estimated million American women had been victims of attempted or completed rape. 82% of all juvenile victims are female. 90% of adult rape victims are female. Females ages 16 to 19 are four times more likely than the general population to be victims of rape. Rape. And it's because we've allowed this culture in. This culture that says that it is okay for a male to be dominant over a woman. A culture that says that it's okay even for a woman to be dominant over a male or for a male to be dominant over another male or for a woman to be dominant over another woman. We have made this okay. And we need to stop because it's not okay. And every single time when I when I look at and see, you know, when you look at the R. Kelly's of this world, when you look at, you know, let's be real, Irv Gotti, because Ashanti was a teenager when she first signed to Murder, Inc. That's why her mother would used to have to go everywhere with her because she was too young. Let's remember that. And just sitting over here looking at a little girl because she was a little girl. But we made this shit okay. And it's not okay. It should never be okay. And I agree, Tanisha. I believe that I, I do believe that the onus, a lot of this falls on parenting, that teaching children boundaries, teaching daughters boundaries, teaching sons boundaries, instead of telling a daughter, and I agree that, oh, you, you need to be more conservative. No, some of this crap, we need to teach boundaries. We need to teach 
our daughters how to set boundaries and teach our sons how to accept boundaries. Also, the flip of it, teach our sons to set boundaries and teach our daughters how to accept boundaries. Everybody has a boundary out here. And we, we have to start being able to communicate these boundaries and teach these kids what it means. Because somehow, some way, these lines are truly getting blurred and they never should have been blurred from the beginning. We have never should allow the culture of rape to creep into a society to the point where we have made this crap the norm. It is not normal what we are experiencing. Mm -mm. And I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous. And I think that, um, you know, we, we, we have, we have allowed something, uh, something very evil to creep in. You know what I'm saying? And it's amazing to me how the, you know, we can call out everything else, but we can't call out what's within. And I think we need to start calling out what's within. So I think that we everybody needs to start doing some old deep down level of soul searching, whatever it is that you need to do. You need to figure it out. You need to start looking within yourself, looking at some of your behaviors, looking at some of your mindset and understanding, am I playing a part in this culture of rape? Am I playing a part in this culture of molestation? Am I, am I playing a part in all of this? You know what I'm saying? Because the Me Too movement didn't just start because some woman decided that a man was inappropriate. It started because of a culture that has been swept under the rug. And now that culture is being exposed for all the things that that culture has allowed. And the culture of rape to me is probably is, 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 is one of the most grotesque cultures there are because we're not teaching anyone boundaries. And that's all I got for you for tonight because I want to introduce this topic because I'm going to talk about it again. Um, and when I do talk about it again, um, I believe what I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, some psychologists and potentially uh, sociologists and some other people on with me to really further break down um, this culture that is creeping up within. And let me say this because it's something I wrote it down to say and I didn't say it yet. So I'm going to say it now. And this rape culture is in the church. It's in the church. It has been very well hidden in the church because I don't care what anybody says. Anytime you can see a 60 something year old man marrying a 19 year old little girl, that's a culture of rape. And it's in the church. There are numerous stories. There are numerous reports of young girls being groomed from a young age to marry some of these little old men in the church. That's the culture of rape. Y'all keep playing if y'all want to. Keep acting like these, these things just happen in the world. Nope. They happen in behind the four walls of the good church too, under the false premise of a God. Mind you, I said a God because I meant what I said. Because it ain't the God. It ain't my God. I don't know, I don't know what God they believe in that says that, that, that that's okay. And please do not take me to the Old Testament. I'm telling you right now. Because some of y'all love to do that crap. 
because that's exactly what that pastor in um, Des Moines, um, Iowa did. Yeah, Des Moines, Iowa did. He took the people to the Old Testament to show how it was okay that him and his 60-something-year-old decrepit self is married to a 19-year-old girl. Hmm. That's called the culture of rape, and it's in the church. And there's some of y'all, and you know, and there was another bishop dude who um, who was defending him. And I was like, and he would defend him because when he married his wife, she was a freaking teenager, you know. But y'all sit up here and make this crap okay. Common sense is is <laughs> common sense is common over here in these parts. Mm -hmm. Seeing y'all get mad at me when I start talking about the church. Because I swear, some of y'all swear I hate the church. No, I don't hate the church. I hate what you have created and are calling it church. That's what I hate and that's what I come against. So that in that church, the rape culture is up in them churches, okay? Because ain't no way in all of this earth, your 60-year-old self going to tell me you couldn't find a woman either 10 years younger or within your age group that you could marry. But y'all call right, wrong, and wrong, right. I don't get it, but that's all right, because I'm going to keep talking about it and coming against it at every chance I get, because it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. I still never forget that little 20-something-year-old woman reached out to me concerning um, Fatty. She was like, you know, but I'm I'm 26 years old. I'm like, well, what are you even doing with him anyway? He's 30-something years old, been married four times. You're in your 20s. Why are we here? Because rape culture is in the church. That's real. You got a whole grown man married to four different women. Hell was married to three of them at the same time. And a 20-something year old reaching out to me, asking me my advice. Only thing I could tell Miss Honey was run. You hear me? But she ain't run hard enough. And that's okay, because that's on her. Because I can only give you the advice that I would have I wanted someone to give me. Run. And that's what I told her. But she ain't run hard enough. But at the end of the day, when... Y'all see him with a 20-something-year-old woman. Rape culture is in the church. Care what y'all say. Mm -mm. Ain't no way that's okay. And I said it. Because it's there. Y'all love calling right wrong and wrong right. So it is what it is. So like I said, this is part one. There will definitely be part two because I think that we need to do an in-depth look into this. Like that at some point we have to pull a band-aid off and deal with it. And I've only slightly pulled it off tonight, but I think we're gonna pull it all the way off. And um, if any of you know anybody that really and truly is a licensed psychologist that would not mind um, speaking about this, Send them my way. Um, clinical social worker, a licensed therapist um, that would really like to really and truly. 
I am not a psychologist. I am not a sociologist. There's just certain things that I begin to see trends and I'm like, no, this is rape culture. This is a culture of rape that is that is crept into our society to where we're making it normal um, for people to expect payment in the form of body. We ain't dealing with that. I ain't dealing with that. Y'all are crazy. And if I do ever have a child, boy or girl, I will never raise my child to think that it is okay to be that way at all. And if I do have a son, I promise you this, one thing he won't be is a womanizer, jumping from woman to woman to woman to woman to the point where they're going to sit up here and talk about my child. Ain't no way. Because the strong lineage of women he going to come from, that ain't going to be tolerated. Because that don't get you points. Uh-uh. That's that. So we will bring this topic back. Like I said, if you know any psychologists, therapists, whoever, send them my way because I like to have, so I can look up all the psychological studies. I can look up all the sociological studies, which I absolutely did do before I went live um, to even discuss this. I've looked up a lot of the different things. Um, as far as what is being said, um, the sociological thought, the psycholo psychological thought, um, I looked all that stuff up, but I think that it's very different when you actually get someone that's licensed in the field that has actually done the study, right? To actually speak about these things and bring these things to life. I can only do it from my area of commentary, but they can do it from their level of expertise. I am one that is all for experts giving expert advice, expert opinions and all that stuff. So this is just part one. There will definitely be a part two to this because I think that it is an important conversation to have. But until then, once I am able to uh, bring about the uh, part two, you guys will know. Um, but for right now, we're out. I'm giving you an hour of my good power. And now that hour is up. So until next week, y'all, have a good one.